Hey, welcome to Get On and Shine with Holly Honey Church. That's me. I'm going to make a series of podcasts about the lovely Cattos who I looked after during my house sitting adventures. First off, I'm going to talk about Leo. Leo wasn't my favourite cat. I try not to have favourite cats. He wasn't my favourite cat. But he was a cat who stood out above many of them because he was a character. Leo was, is, he's still around, Leo's an apricot Burmese cat. Now I say apricot because he really is the colour of apricot. Officially, he's a cream Burmese, but I like to call him an apricot Burmese with pale green eyes, large green eyes, quite a stubby kind of face, sturdy and stocky, not sturdy. Well, he's a cat, so obviously he's sturdy, but very stocky and to be picked up, he weighs a fair amount, yes. Now, he lives in Kent, in a very beautiful house, with two other cats, who I will talk about at another time. Their names are Buzz and Cookie. Now, Leo is a grump. He could be described as extremely surly. He is demanding, as I think quite a lot of Burmese are, but he's a redhead, so he's really fiery. (laughs) He reminds me of a character on the series, from the series Hannah, the character Marissa, which is really weird. For a long time, I was watching Hannah and this character, thinking, how, who does she remind me of? And then it clicked. She reminds me of Leo. She's got these sort of doe eyes that look up. And in when she would do it, I would just see Leo. And it was usually he would give me that look if I was telling him off. I used to tell him off quite a lot, actually, because he was such a bully. He used to bully Cookie. Cookie was about 12 and quite a frail cat. She couldn't even walk past him without him threatening to hurt her. And he would really hurt her. It wasn't just play fight. It was a bite. It was pulling the fur out. And it just wasn't nice. And you could see how scared she was just even walking past him. And it used to break my heart, actually. I always felt like she would have been much better off to be rehomed into a house just on her own just having a relaxing life she'd looked after him since he was a kitten and washed him and loved him and he was fine but then he grew up and got really he got dominant but it wasn't a dominance backed up with anything he was a bit of a scaredy cat really so he was a bit of a fool so he he just he was an adolescent he's three And of course, she was easy pickings for him as he was trying to assert his authority wherever he could. But I used to get quite cross with him for for being mean to her. And he would often give me this surly look. (laughs) Yeah, he had a spiteful streak. He would 
be mean and, and he would go out of his way to be mean to Cookie so she'd be sleeping in her bed and he would just come and jump on her things like that that's like that's just mean isn't it Ugh. when I first arrived for the house sit I was introduced to his eating habits and I couldn't believe it there was like the biggest tray down on the floor and the owner had put three packets of really gross cat food down and then sprinkled some sprinkles on the top and that just stayed down the whole time stinking the kitchen out (laughs) he was quite a gunky cat he's kind of got eyes that get all messy and he's a bit smelly as well you know these pedigree cats they can come with a lot of health problems and one of his were his eyes weeping quite a lot it's quite funny because when we first arrived at the house I was in such a good mood about the cats they were all gonna sleep in our bedroom we were all gonna snuggle up together we were just gonna have a big snuggle cuddle of kittens and love and that night or the first night we were there I should say I got them all in I left the door open they all came and went and that's when I realized that actually this isn't going to be the snuggly peaceful night that I thought it was going to be they were hissing at each other they were like bopping each other and moving and at one point I thought one of them brought a mouse into the bedroom (laughs) and what turned out to be a really nightmare of a night in my head was supposed to be really idealistic and it didn't quite turn out like that so that was the one and only night all of them slept in the same bed with me (laughs) when we first went to this house it was quite a shock to see how free they were they were allowed everywhere they were allowed all over the work surfaces and you couldn't eat without them trying to jump up and there was cat hair everywhere it was just it was really weird all owners have a different standard these just they were so free roaming that we had to try and make some ground rules so obviously they're not going to really follow them he had a habit of jumping up on me but not but using his claws to kind of scrawk his way up my legs I would often have scratches all over them and sometimes in the morning when I would go to the loo he'd wake up and be in there demanding food jumping all over me not giving me a moment's peace once in the evening he was out quite late and I didn't leave any food down for him so all through the night he was just like calling like a banshee because he was apparently really hungry and couldn't possibly go until the morning just on dried cat food. I was trying not to wake Simon, so I went out and fed him. And I wouldn't usually do that because I don't like to feed on demand. You can get into bad habits. But I just, I couldn't handle his wailing anymore. (laughs) He loved chewing pens and pencils, anything pointy he could get his hands on his teeth into rather he would chew 
And I remember I was warned about this by the owner at the beginning, but then I kind of forgot and I was in my room and I had this really nice pen. And the next thing I know, he jumped up on the table, he'd bitten into it and he'd like put a massive hole crack in the side of it in like two seconds, you know, that was it. Ah, oh, it's like dash. <laughs> Thank you, Leo. Thank you very much. He had a habit of standing near a doorway. And if you went past without like noticing him, he would swipe. He would swipe you, basically, as you walk past. And sometimes he would really hurt. And I'm laughing because I just love these cats so much that they can always get away with anything except for bullying Cookie. That was not going to happen. But Simon, he would, <laughs> he would like turn around and face off with him, be like, "No, don't do that to me." And sometimes he would stand his ground for a bit, but more often than not, he would like run off and look with his tail between his legs and look really affronted. <laughs> got a bit of a taste of his own medicine. Him and his brother, Buzz, they would fight a lot and there wasn't a clear line of who was in charge of who, so there would often be fights that would break out between them and fur left behind. It's it's not great to have cats fighting and squabbling together in the house. I didn't ever see it so bad as with those two. In that just those the three in that house there was always something going on always felt a bit on tender hooks as to what might happen next so personally I wouldn't advise a multi-cat household not with those three anyway another problem with the two cats the two boy cats even though they were neutered they would spray everywhere whenever they could and you imagine that in a house which was a big house and an old, it had a lot of old stuff in it. And you didn't know where they were spraying. You didn't know all the time. I just knew at the times that I saw them, which was over the leather couch. So it would sort of run down the side. And obviously I cleaned that up because I saw it, but other times I wouldn't have. On the curtains, even once on the utensils. Can you believe it? spraying on the utensils in the kitchen ah oh, and and I could see that it wasn't the first time I brought my harp out once and boom immediately sprayed on the harp case luckily not on the harp we had to keep all our suitcases all our clothes everything just out the way they could not be anywhere near our stuff because they would just spray it I know it was always really difficult to pack and unpack from this house so we'd have a car full of stuff and we'd have our big things and the room where we were staying was it was like an s-shaped house and where the car was was a long way from the room so Simon would grab the stuff and we'd have to do like a relay so I'd have to stay with the car to close the boot so that the cats, who were very curious, couldn't get in the car and spray while we were unpacking. So, and then he'd go down and he'd have to shut 
all the stuff in a room so that they couldn't get into it. And the same with packing up again. They could often be found trying to get in the the car when when they could see that there was action around the car. They would I'd often see them spraying on the tires and they would stand on the roof box and chill out on the roof box. They were like little sharks, just always trying to get into trouble, marking their territory and just I loved them. I loved I loved them dearly. I loved them, but they were I nearly said a swear word there, but they were little cretins they were. Leo was a snuggle monster too. When he would sleep on our laps, he would get really, really sleepy and he would just that was the best time to know Leo was when he was asleep because you could just stroke him and tickle him and do anything in that time and just he was a gorgeous kitten cat to have when he was asleep and then Buzz would come to and get all on top of Leo just literally lie on top of him and go to sleep on top of him and there are some lovely photos that I've got of both of them just comatosed on top of each other trying to breathe because they were just just suffocating each other to get in the most snuggly place within the big ball of Kato. I remember being in a room and Simon just going, oh my God. <laughs> so I rushed to find out what was going on and Leo had caught a rabbit and had just brought the rabbit into the house through the cat flap. So Simon was chasing him around the house trying to get this rabbit off of him. Oh, the rabbit was still warm, but it was a little baby one, so it died. Um, and managed to get his prize off of him. There was a place where they'd go and we'd find all the killings just under a table, under a very posh table. Um, yeah, it was a bit gross. And we found, and Simon went and buried, buried the rabbit. We found a squirrel as well cold and very dead and yeah it's just what happens when you've got cats living in the countryside in the spring it was such a problem that the owner had a steam cleaner which was amazing for getting blood off the carpet and i would recommend it <laughs> but again it's not pleasant i would also recommend from this house getting a very fine clumping cat litter. There are lots of different cat litters out there. Some of them are um, more kind of, some of them are wood, some of them are paper, some of them are that, the chalk, that's it. That one's not a good one either for me. I like the one that's really silicon, silicon sandy. That's a lot easier to work with out of experience. And one final silly thing about Leo. He was sitting on top of a, kind of like a, a chest, which was near to a wooden banister. And I looked away and I looked back because I heard this scratching, this kind of, it sounded like some something somebody was in trouble, basically. And I turned back to see that he jumped onto the banister and he was kind of 
trying to claw and scrabble and just just do something to to like get out of his situation of deciding to jump onto a banister a steep one and we just said you idiot for goodness sake it wasn't flat was it what did you hope to achieve and yeah i guess he just wanted to try it out and we were left with massive scratches and gouges out of this banister <laughs> as he tried to rescue himself from being silly. Thanks, Leo, for your unpredictability. Never quite knew where we were with you. Never knew when a swipe would come next or when we'd have to rescue Cookie from your grasp. But you were very fun. You were a right character. You had a fiery personality and a lovely squishy face when you were all snoozing. And I will always remember you. It's very fun to be around. There was never a dull moment around Leo. <laughs> Most of the time you're just protecting yourself from what he might do next. Thanks for listening. Until next time on Cat Tales. See ya.